What's up, y'all? It's Zach. And it's Ade. And you're listening to the season one wrap-up. We out here. Yeah, yeah, we sure are. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Okay, so, we're going to talk about lessons learned. Hey. Some of our favorite episodes. Hey. <laughs> okay. Favorite things. Hey. Okay. I'm just trying to be your hype man here. So, like, <laughs> I really don't understand. <laughs> Why are you taking this so hard? It's Let's just go. it's just funny. I think maybe some of it is like a it's like cultural differences, right? Because like a I don't know a is pretty common across the black diaspora. I feel like in the diaspora you say a and that's like cue for somebody to to get really to get hyper to get hyper. Yes, okay. I wasn't I wasn't trying to ruin the rating of our of our show here. No, 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 no. A, I mean, a is cool. It's just I think I think a southern a we can talk about this maybe another time. But I feel as if. If you're in the South and you say A, and if you're in the, I don't know, they, I feel like the A's mean different things. Maybe, maybe not. No, I hear you. I, I Now that you say it, I realize that like A can also be like, okay, bro, you wildin'. A, yeah, exactly. So anyway, A, a can also be a, 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 like a, a sound of acknowledgement and appreciation, kind of like how I just did it. Right. I don't know, black, black language and just black and brown language, frankly, is just so deep and rich. It's really cool. I love it. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Okay. So, favorite things. We definitely want to give out some thank yous, right? So, just. Most definitely. Most definitely. Right, right, right. And then we have a few um, house cleaning, administrative things that we want to talk to you about as we uh, we kind of take this season break and get into season two. So, with that being said, lessons learned. Ade. Oh. I go first? You go first. What are some of the lessons you've learned in this? Oh, they are varied. They are plenty, um, and some I think I'm still in the midst of learning, but I think my top three takeaways from this whole process of, you know, from ideation, which was largely you, which was mostly Zach, um, and coming together, building a team, and um, growing as, as a collective, I think the top three things that I've learned, one is to speak up. Closed mouths do, in fact, never get fed. Your mouth is closed. You get no bread. <laughs> see, I tried to rhyme. See, see, see what I did there? Hey? Bars. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, if you do not, in fact, speak up for yourself, and that is in every um, facet of your life, but it's even more important um, in your professional spaces, if you do not speak up for yourself, if you are not your own best advocate, if you do not find yourselves in the rooms where, you know, they're making those decisions and they're making the, the, the plays that you want to be making. And if you're not actively putting yourselves in those spaces and then speaking up about um, what you need in order to grow, what you need in order to succeed, it's not, it's not going to be a great time for you. A great time will not be had by all, mostly you. Uh, and the reason I think for that is because people can't read your mind. People can't help you if you are not willing to, you know, point people at the issues and the places which you could use that assistance see what i'm saying i so agree i think that you know it's it's not about and you you say like closed mouths don't get fed it's not because there's not food there it's just that like everybody else is focused on eating too so right most times you're gonna have to open your own mouth to eat and that whole point around just speaking up and being vocal um, and putting yourself in uncomfortable positions putting yourself out there it's just kind of part and parcel. Like, I don't know if I've ever even seen like any project 
be successful with someone just kind of like waiting for everything to come to them. Right, right. What about you? I think for me, the biggest, one of the biggest lessons learned is that you you miss all the shots that you don't take, right? Like, and I know that's very cliche, but it's true. We had some, um, we had some amazing opportunities to, to interview some really great guests this past season. And then also just network with a bunch of people that we didn't, that we did not interview on the show, but that we shared uh, the idea of living corporate with mm-hmm. and who they were really receptive to. And, and we have some things coming in, in the future in 2019 that we're really excited about all because of us just putting ourselves out there. And right. so, you know, I'm thinking about the Lakers and, you know, LeBron, uh, <laughs> the, the goat. Yes, that's right. I said it, the goat, but I, I do not disagree. Okay. It's the basketball goat. Yeah, no, definitely the basketball goat. And he's also super cool when he comes to social activism, but I, regardless, one of my favorite Lakers is actually Kobe, but it's not because, I think he's the best Laker. I don't. Um, but I do, what I loved about his game was the fact that he would just shoot it, man. Like, and he would, <laughs> he would make really ill-advised shots. But his mindset was like, look, I'm going to shoot it, and I'm going to make some, and I'm going to miss some. And it was the, it was the, his lack of fear when it comes to failure, right? Like he, and I think that oftentimes we don't really look at failure as a genuine growth and development opportunity. I think some of that is because of us as just black and brown people. Failure is not an opportunity to grow. Failure is just failure because we don't have the same platform. We don't have the same privileges and access to really learn and grow from our failure. When we fail, we just fail. Right. But I think it's important for us uh, in this, in this era, especially as black and brown creatives, to really embrace failing uh, forward. And I know that Matthew Manning with Gumbo, we had him on a couple a couple weeks ago. He talked about that too. So hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a that was a big one for me. And in fact, hold on. Let me not let me not um let me not forget this. We actually got some questions in that I think would be good for us to put in our lessons in this lessons learned section from us. Really? Yeah, from social media. We got some people to ask us some questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, someone said, what is your biggest takeaway from interviewing all the guests on Living Corporate? So I feel like we can kind of roll that into a lessons learned. What what was one of your biggest takeaways from interviewing all the guests on Living Corporate this season, Ade? Oh, um, there were some amazing ones, actually. And um, I think it's kind of like an aggregate of, of thoughts. Um, but ultimately, it's that you need to be intentional about your career. And I think there is a common thread that kind of ties all of these these thoughts together. And I think it is that you, you need to be intentional. And that is not to say, well, first I want to address, before I get too distracted about, about answering that question, I do want to address something. You're talking about the Kobe Bryant shots. We are not saying you should make ill-advised <laughs> shots in your career. <laughs> Don't take risks. Don't let your mouth write a check that your skills cannot cash. Amen. Um, Thank you. Yes. Good clean up on that. Yes. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> don't get up there somewhere and be like, yeah, I can totally stand up this project in a week um, yes. because living corporate told me that I can, and I should say wild things at work. Don't do that. Do not do that. Um, but we are saying that especially for women, especially for black and brown women, um, 
you are so much more qualified than you give yourself credit for. Um, and part of life isn't taking the risk. If you are always prepping to be perfect, you are never, ever, ever, ever going to take the shot. So, um, yeah, that's that's take number one in response to that. Take number two, I think, is to be intentional. Um, part of being able to take those risks is in knowing that you've done the prep work, right? So I can't just walk into anybody's office today and be like, I want to be your CTO. They'll be like, who let this person in? And also, how quickly can you let her back out? Um <laughs> Not, not because they want to be cruel, yeah, uh, but, you're but not because ready. they're they're being realistic. Yeah. Correct. Um, but I do know that in twenty years, I am going to be somebody's CTO because I'm going to be making um, all of the steps that I need, or maybe CEO. Straight up, we'll see. Speak it. No, real talk. Um, but the point is that you make all of the decisions now. You prep now. You make. You put all of your ducks in a row, essentially, so that your life doesn't just happen to you, so that your career doesn't just happen to you. Many of the most successful people that I know um, made very intentional decisions. Like, for example, I'm going to use my partner as an example, and I hope she doesn't get mad at me. But um, by our bedside table... She has this framed, um, what do you want to be when you grow up, sort of filling the blanks paper. And on there, um, she had, I think this was from when she was in fourth or fifth grade. And on there, she said that she wants to be a lawyer, like Thurgood Marshall or Johnny Cochran. And she ordered her steps in such a way that she ended up going to Howard University and uh, University of Laverne both of which were universities that um, both of those people attended, right? So it wasn't just that you make decisions about your life and then hope that it happens to you. It's that you work. You put in all the effort. You put in all of the time um, and energy required to get you to those places. And yes, you will, of course, su- succeed. Well, God willing, and hopefully capitalism doesn't get in your way. But you, you succeed. <laughs> Um, because you've thought your life through, you've thought your career through, you've thought your path through, and if what you're looking for is an escape plan, you've thought that through as well, so that you're not suffering on the other side of it, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense, and, you know, to your point, it definitely was oversimplification with the Kobe analogy, and, like, this really, (laughs) really good cleanup shack. That was great, because you, yes. No, it was, no, it was dope. So, because it's funny in saying that what we kind what we also dismiss or rather in what we ignore or underplay in us shooting our shot with getting some of the guests that we were able to get and just just more than honored and excited to, about the guests that we have for y'all for season two hey. is the fact that we spent hours upon hours and weeks upon weeks as a team and really I like clarifying our mission our purpose getting our branding together our language. Mm-hmm the logo work like there was a lot and there is a lot that goes behind this very you know perhaps to a lot of y'all just like very simple like straightforward show and concept 
And it took time to like really build those things. And so there was a lot of preparation that went into it. So before I put I put an email together to send to DeRay or Beto O'Rourke or uh, Jay Prince or, you know, a CEO or whoever it may be. There was a lot of things that we had that we could stand on to justify why I'm in this person's inbox or why I'm in this person's DMs. Now I'm going to sound like I'm actually a Kobe stand and I'm really not. But really, they kind of go back to my initial analogy. Kobe didn't just show up at the game and just shoot those to us seemingly crazy shots. Like he put up thousands of shots before and after every game. And in practice, he's shooting thousands of these shots. He's practicing these shots. So when he when it's game time, literally when it's game time and he pulls up a fadeaway over like three people. Like, to us, it looks like he just randomly threw it up. But no, like, he's been practicing that. And so, and actually, kind of to answer the question, kind of to go back to what you were talking about and kind of answering this question um, that that was submitted to us, one of the biggest things I learned from uh, our guests was that a lot of times we'll see, like, we see the glory, but we don't know the story, right? So, like, we see people who are like, mm-hmm. man, we work with, oh, I work with HBO. Like, we, we spoke with Emily Mithner, who's the CEO of Spark, And she was like, yeah, we had a partnership, and she, had, she named all these huge brands. But, like, if you just dig, like, a second deeper, you'll find out she's been doing this for, like, a decade. Like, Spark is blowing right. up now, but it's been years in the making right. of her building this. Um, the same thing, like when you talk to Janet Pope and like who's the um, she's the leader of diversity, and inclusion and social responsibility for Capgemini, which is a global consulting firm. Um, you know, you'll talk to her, you may see her in France or see her all around the world doing some really fancy stuff. But like her career is 12 years in the making. Right. There's right. a lot of work that goes behind that. So. So, yeah, no, for sure. On that, um, we have another question. The next question, which I think is a really good one, is. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like my go-to. I don't. It, I don't even think about it. It's just like the A is from. It's from my soul. It like spawns <laughs> directly from. No, 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 no. It's this. This is good. It's. I like it. Um, so, what is in store for the next season, and when can we expect you back? Oh wow! I mean, listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> And also all the way to the end, you'll have some answers by the time the, for sure. the episode ends. For sure. No, for sure. Definitely listen to this episode. Listen to it all the way to the end. Don't fast forward to the end because, like, we kind of need the clicks. Like, we definitely want the download data. But, I mean, if you want to fast forward to the end, I mean, I'm not mad at you. But and also, it hurts my feelings when people skip past me. So Who, who, skips, pa- who skips past you? Well, so I'm a small person. Okay. Oh, story. I see. Go oh, ahead. Ooh. <laughs> no, it just said I, it, it came together quickly when you said that. No, you no, were no, saying no, literally. No, 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 no. You agreed to that way <laughs> too quickly. Now I kind of want to fight. What? Wow. Go ahead with your story. Go ahead. I'm okay. listening. Well, so um, I was at a bar and I ordered a whiskey ginger. I think I actually ordered an, an old fashioned. No, an old fashioned. Whatever. A whiskey based drink. Um, as is my custom. And um, the bartender just kept giving my drink to other people. I'm like watching him and he walks past me, walks past me again with my drink because I saw him make it. It was a whiskey ginger. Um, and then he just walks to one end of the bar, gives a person my drink. The first time it happened, I was like, hmm, maybe. 
I don't know, maybe they also ordered a whiskey ginger, but it happened like three times. Three. So I essentially was like, all right, look, I I, I will climb over this bar and fight you if necessary, Goodness. but I'm going to need my drink. So I like start jumping up and waving at him, and he's like, oh, didn't see you there. What? What? Come on. <laughs> What? No, no, no. But like real talk, though, like size privilege is a thing, right? Like you, there are certain privileges that come from being uh, tall and from being you know, thin. There's, there's certain absolutely. privileges. You know what I mean? Like there's so that's real. Like that's super real. I, and I, I can say that like this is an opportunity for me to practice empathy and not sympathy because I can't really relate to that. <laughs> right. I can't because I'm always seen. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to not always. see me, even if you try to even at, let's say, you know, you're trying to practice microaggressions and act like I'm not there like you're not like you can't you'll look silly like I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in your way you're gonna have to acknowledge me so that's real uh but no I was, I was just curious I mean I would say that more than a few people have pulled me aside and be like hey your co-host is great like I want to so I didn't know what you meant about getting passed over um hey. <laughs> <laughs> yo so this is what we're gonna do for season two. I'm gonna tell you what's coming up in season two is me taking that A as a soundbite and putting it on that soundboard, and we'll just play I that. I'm tired. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, okay, so so yeah, so definitely listen. We're going to talk a little bit about season two at the end and what's coming up just after this episode because we have some some things happening after this season one wrap up episode. Sure. But yep. But um, what I what I will say is, you know, please in season two expect. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say a bit more personality because I do feel as if we show our personality a lot in season one. But, you know, it was our first season. Like, we're learning our platform. Ade and I did not know each other before we started living corporate. So we're certainly learning and growing as just friends in our relationship. So expect more of that. And also expect even more courageous and, like, really intentional content around underrepresented individuals and people groups in corporate America. Like I'll even give you an example. You are giving away the whole ending of the show. <sighs> I know. Let me just I'm gonna hold off on it. But we have some really great like topics that I'm really excited about because the point of this space is to have real talk in a corporate world, right? Like corporate spaces, even when you talk about inclusion diversity, like it's always masked with like other things. Right. So like diversity of thought, diversity of education, diversity. I'm like, can we like, can we be honest? Like, can we just have an honest conversation about like intersectionality and how race and gender specifically play a role in shaping the entire planet? Right. Like, can we just talk about it from just a really honest and genuine perspective? Like, that's our goal. So just expect more of that in season two. Um, When you can expect us back, uh, you can expect us back. You can expect us back, man. We'll talk about that at the end of the uh, end of this episode. But you can expect us back, and maybe I'll drop Precisely. a maybe I'll drop a, a hint. Are we doing hints now? I have a dream that you can expect us back soon. <laughs> you can't be trusted with no secrets. Like I just want you to know that right now. <sighs> okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Now we have one more question. Here we go. How does one successfully transition out of the corporate world? This is a good question. And I, you know, I'm going to say this. I don't think it's fair for you and I to take this episode to try to walk through and like rehash some really great content that Matthew Manning of Gumbo Media and Nick Bailey of Black Texas Magazine 
have really done a great job at like expounding upon when it comes to starting a startup, transitioning from your full time job and pursuing your dreams like wholeheartedly. And also for Norris Pearson, like our first episode, right? He talked about transitioning out of the corporate world and getting into more uh, nonprofit work, right? So I think that there are some great episodes. And like, this is not like an excuse my back answer. Like, we definitely appreciate the question. Uh, but my my biggest advice would be to go back and run those episodes back and to look at the show notes because you have the contact information for those people. And I know who sent this question in, so I will actually circle back with them directly. Um, and we'll make sure to we'll, we'll put these questions and the answers like within the show notes within this episode. But um, there have been some really great episodes that we've had around that. What do you think about the question, Ade? I think, for one, we had so many amazing episodes that I connected to that that are literally just playing in the back of my head whenever I'm in situations at work that that help essentially edify me, I think is a term that I'm trying to use, not trying to go to church. But my top three, though, would have to be the mental health episode because for all intents and purposes, I laughed my way through that episode um, and also connected really deeply with so many of the themes. Like, yes, you want to hustle. Yes, you want to grind. But there's nothing to grind for if you lose your mental health in exchange for being in these spaces and yes these spaces often do these corporate spaces often do not have you in mind they didn't have you in mind when they were formulating those spaces and so now your existence in those spaces is very much revolutionary and that said you will often have to carry the burden of being the only or even worse the only of onlys in those corporate spaces and so it one made me feel a lot less alone and two, gave me a lot of very actionable advice. And so that was appreciated. Honorable mention goes to my conversation. It, it was a B-side, not an episode, so I couldn't include it. But um, my conversation with Krista Clark, where we kind of built on, on that idea, um, what self-care looks like in corporate spaces. I, I think she's the first person that I, not, maybe not the first person that I know, but the first person who was just so open about yeah, I took a pay cut because it was what was best for me personally. Yeah. Um, she's doing something that makes her happy. She has a creative space. She has everything essentially that you need to have a happy life um, without the stress. And so she's inspirational and I'm still waiting to have cocktails with her. Last two, I think the let me in conversation with TJ because... That was a good one, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, in real time seeing someone who did precisely what I want to do with resources and having the conversations that I needed. And in a lot of ways, he was inspirational because he decided he was going to do, do this for the kids. You know, it was very much like, I want to give back to my community. And this is a way that I've identified would benefit my community, but I'm not there yet. And so he took it upon himself um, to better himself because he knew or he treated himself as a meaningful part of a whole not necessarily making that career pivot just for himself which was just a delight to hear and I, I think the last one of my top three is Janet Pope and again we've had a lot of really amazing episodes um, but these three spoke to me like they met me where I was at sort of thing um, and you know, each and every single one of those conversations 
really came at a really pivotal time for me and a really important time um, because, for example, the conversation with TJ at a time where I was particularly stressed and thinking, you know what, maybe tech isn't for me. Maybe I'm just not smart enough. Maybe mm. I'm just not good enough. Yeah. I was really struggling at my former place of employment and it didn't feel like I was doing any meaningful work and it felt like I was around places that were just becoming toxic for me. Yeah. And so it was just really, really good to get these reminders like, hey, it's not in your head, but you can do something about it. Like the, the, these systems exist outside of your control, but here's your locus of control. Here's your internal, you can do this work. And having people who have done the work, who are able to distill the vastness of their experiences into this is what I did. You can do it too was priceless for me those are really good choices thank you so yeah you can definitely count b-sides like b-sides uh they're episodes so let's make sure you count those so after i finish mine if you have some extras you want to throw in there please feel free so favorite episodes so the first one that sticks out to me has to be preston mitchum's uh b-side right because it was so unapologetic preston mitchum he was talking about uh, lgbtq identity he was talking about pro-blackness and like what that looks like practically in the workplace and there's someone who's in a very in a highly political area he lives in dc he's a he's a lawyer he's a he's an educator he's an activist yep so that one that one was great all facts no cap all facts no cap listen so side note shout out to all these new slang words i realize that i'm old now because i my generation as millennials like older millennials right so i'm saying older millennial i'm 29 uh, we don't come up with all the dances anymore, and we don't come up with all the slang, so no cap. Can I just say something real quick? Go ahead. The first time I heard no cap, I thought they were talking about Captain America, and I was mad confused because I, I genuinely just didn't get why they were bringing up Captain America in a conversation that had nothing to do with Captain America. I'm just kind of like, uh, what, is, what is no cap? Right. No, I was, I'm, I was, no. So I was like, what is no cap? So no cap, uh, say less is also hot in these streets. Say less. And then also I've heard of tick. Like you got tick, like you got juice or sauce or influence. You have tick. So that you was a new what? tick, tick chance. The rapper, like the animals. Yeah. Like the bug. Yeah. It's like the, uh, like the pest. Tick. Oh no. <laughs> the, I just, there's some things I just can't get with. And that's, that's going to have to be one of them. Tick is yeah. Tick is a is a is is, is hot in these uh, Chicago and Midwestern streets supposedly. Well, so. keep them Chicago and Midwestern streets, beloved, because that's not, not, pop, is not cold, popping the DMV. Not only is it cold, y'all not what tick? Nah, that don't <laughs> even make no sense. Like what? Okay. Goodness gracious. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So no cap. Going back to <laughs> the the podcast uh, faves so yes uh, Preston and another one was Effective Allyship with Amy C. Wanninger that one was great hey. around the same thought is because Amy being a white woman and very white right and like we talked about that on the episode and we talked because the, the topic was Effective Allyship right and she talks about the fact that like she is a very white woman in a very white space um, and just her just unapologetic tone around the reality of race and gender and intersectionality really important i would have to piggyback on one of your answers though uh the 
the Janet Pope episode was very good. I really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah. And I was excited because I was not on the episode and I was able just to listen um, and hear about y'all's journey, hear about just perspectives that I don't, I don't consider. And the fact that it was three black women talking too, which is, I, I got, I was really excited and thankful for. Um, okay. And then, so a B side, um, was um, Latricia and I did a, an episode on Botham Jean, uh, the man who was murdered by the police in his own home. And I liked that episode because it was not in any way like in alignment with our formula at all. Like it was a, it was very much so like a, like I don't want to say pop culture, but it was a current events type episode. And right. it was probably like the maddest y'all have ever gonna, y'all will ever hear me on this podcast. Let me not say it. Well, hopefully it'll be the magic of me, but it was just very frank. And actually, people at my current place of employment heard the episode and reached out to me about it like in a very positive and encouraging way and I, it helped me extend my network for, somehow uh, which was like an affirmation that like speaking truth to power is to me always the right thing to do like you'll never go wrong in that like how you speak truth to power your method may adjust but you doing it is not wrong so that's three I really enjoyed the <laughs> I really enjoyed the uh, the episode with Deborah Owens about uh, self-advocacy, strategic networking and self-advocacy when she was like, you don't have a career. Uh, wow. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I, remember I don't want to, I don't want to do anything to mess up my career since you don't have a career here. Boy. Oof. Goodness. And then, no, it was, it was, it was, it was very funny. Um, and then, and then my fifth spot is kind of actually a tie between two. One is an episode where you kept on saying the person was tugging on your wig. Uh, which is the professional reinvention episode with my dad, Edward Nudd. That was pretty good. I like that episode. Hey. It was tied with the B side for professional reinvention with Angela Shaw. She's uh, she's an HR business partner, public speaker, and she's the Austin Human Resource Management Association president, right? And so, I I really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed those episodes. But you know. I don't even want to say honorable mention. I have a ton of others. The J Prince episode, even though it scared the mess out of me, was great. <laughs> that was terrible. I remember you talking about that episode. You were freaking out. I was freaking out. And listen, let me tell you something, y'all. Y'all go back and run that episode back. That was the shortest episode in Limping Corporate history. It was very short. I think it was like nine minutes. And then, of course, the DeRay McKesson episode was phenomenal. I enjoyed that. Even though the signal was bad, I appreciate the fact that he took the time to join. And he was really cool. So... You know what time it is. We didn't have it on our last episode. So now we're going to get into favorite things. And this is the last favorite things for season one. So, you know, Ade, you typically have like seven favorite things. Feel free to drop as many more. (laughs) You are so disrespect i'm i i just i want you to know that it is on site for you this is the thing we got to stop using we got to stop using phrases from the early 2000s and late 90s that don't mean what they mean anymore on site that is what it means on site you don't but you don't see anybody anymore right technology is in a way now on site don't mean that on site mean when i see you green when you available on facebook it's it's a problem you know what i mean like we don't see each other like that no more just technology. I just want you to know that you're, the way my spirit is moving. You're you're moving in early 2000s on site. That's what you're saying. 
the energy that I retain is uh, of DMX fame. <laughs> and I just want you to know that the minute you step off your plane and come to DC, it's on and site. land and put in, my two feet on. You don't the, even got to put both feet. I put Let's one toe, real. one toe, one toe on DC ground. A toenail. A toenail. <laughs> it's on. In the any of the surrounding zip codes where I reside. Goodness. In the D, the M, or the V. I will fight you. Understood. I appreciate All right, that. I love it. All right. So glad we understand each other. Great. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I can't stand you. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness gracious. So, no. So, yes. Please, uh, Ade, please uh, commence with your cavalcade of uh, favorite things. I want... I can't keep saying that I want to fight you, but I do want to fight you. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, my favorite thing is, I actually don't want to go with books. And here's why I don't want to go with books. Um, we have a list of books, and I would actually love to see if we could like get um, some listener feedback on their favorite books. But we said favorite things. So, I don't know. I feel like we should expand our repertoire a bit. So... I have three because I always have a lot. I, I'm very indecisive in that way. Yeah. Uh, top favorite thing is goat meat pepper soup. Ooh, I'm that sounds good. making some at the moment and my house smells like peace, joy, and happiness. And so, yeah, I'm partial, but goat meat pepper soup is the goat. Hey. You see what I did there? See what, see, see, you see what I did? That was clever. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> um, and uh, you should try goat meat pepper soup with some rice noodles. It's a delight. It's a delight. I just want to say that. Um, next favorite thing is Rent the Runway. Now, before I get any judgment from anybody, I just want to say, I'm not going to spend $8,000 on an Oscar de la Renta dress. But I do like Oscar de la Renta's dresses. So I'll spend $300 on renting one. Bloop. That's all I have to say about that. Understood. Thank you for appreciating me, friend. Um, and I think my final thing that I want to just shout out, contact lenses. Um, now, I just want to wax poetic for a second about contact lenses because I don't know if any, everybody knows, but my eyes are purely decorative um, without glasses or contacts. Um I can't see a thing. I literally see the world like those super out of light, out of focus lights that you see in the distance in Christmas. That's my life when I don't have any glasses or contacts on. And I just want to shout out to God for working way harder than Satan because <laughs> um, I can't tell you the number of bruises. I've, I've, I've gotten just because like my eyes didn't see fit to notice that there was a corner there Man, that's really um, or how many times I've just busted my whole behind because I didn't have contacts or glasses and missed you know the final three rows of stairs Yo, so, that's a, this is the thing when you miss like those steps like those like the, just one or two listen you, you feel like you feel like like your life flashes before your eyes. You feel like you're about to die. Have you ever fallen upstairs? Have I? Yes, most certainly. One, I am disturbed to find that we are united in that experience. Most certainly. But also, two, and more importantly, oh shoot, one second. 
also more importantly um how is it that we managed to fall upstairs like i don't I, know i feel like we need to speak to somebody about this this is the thing though it's it's us and like millions of other people like plenty of people fall up the stairs like honestly the internet has brought of course a, a variety of great things um and one of the best things for me is that it really has helped me feel more comfortable in the fact that i'm a klutz i'm really clumsy that's yeah. why when I that's when I go out places I don't even be moving around that much I find like one little place to be and I kind of park there because I know the minute that I move I'm gonna knock something over I'm gonna bump into somebody I'm gonna I'm a trip you know what that that's a really good plan because I certainly am gonna need something 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 I maybe it's like tough. you know that bubble not like because I'm immunocompromised but because like otherwise i'm gonna bump into everything and hurt myself so yeah things that you, you you've learned about me today i'm extremely clumsy most of my friends close members of my family are very clumsy just clumsy just clumsy people uh and I, and I don't know what that's about i've heard that there's some tie into people being clumsy and being intelligent though believe it or not i have but you know that could just be junk science you know fake news who knows uh okay so those are your favorite things hmm so my favorite things for the season, as a last entry in the favorite things, I also will not do books. I too will do things. Hey. Hey. Uh, so my first favorite thing has to be uh, the music that my brother-in-law, Chris Price, has dropped. Um, he actually dropped a, an EP. Uh, and actually, you should be hearing that in the background right now. Uh, it's... Uh, it's just dope music and I enjoy it because it's it's just jazz it's like just it's it's light jazz um, via piano and what I like about it is so beyond like the music itself which I definitely listen to it's good study music it's good just kind of relaxed music what I really like about it the reason why it's a favorite thing I really gotta stop saying that <laughs> it's driving no, me nuts now <laughs> no see exactly but it's cool it's cool because I'm gonna run this back I'm gonna cut out that little A and I'm gonna make that because we have a soundboard for season two I'm gonna be like it's gonna be A A A A A we're just gonna just play it to I death that and, that and the air horns that's gonna be <laughs> season two sound effect staples okay so anyway back to this so what what excites me and why it's a favorite thing is not just because it's 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 good music. It's because anytime I see someone like pursue their dream or pursue something and like really execute upon something that they've been thinking about or like a passion of theirs or something they find really interesting or that excites me, right? So that's why um, it's a favorite thing. So the music that you hear will have the information in the show description so you can check it out yourself. Make sure you check it out on iTunes. And everywhere that I streams music, um, so that's that's one. The second thing uh, that's my favorite thing has to be, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm gonna come out and say it, man. Vaseline. So Vaseline, yeah, Vaseline. Like Vaseline, especially in the melanated community, I think is greatly underused. Right. So. You know, um, we don't talk about it enough, but I'm going to talk about it. Ashy. Ashiness. Okay? So, ashiness being uh, the the predominance of dry skin or a lack of moisture in your skin. 
And I think a lot of times, I think like I think big lotion, the big lotion industry, if, if I may, has um, deluded us into thinking that these very watery lotions are satisfactory for our skin. Right. But you got to realize, like, we don't live in a world that caters to blackness or brownness or anything like that. We live in a world where we are not the default. So that watery lotion, that hotel level lotion is not going to cut it for us. And so I think that Vaseline, uh, petroleum, Vaseline is a great thing. It's a favorite thing of mine. Vaseline has never let me down. Um, it is it is very cold in in, uh, in Dallas and in Houston. All the shea right. butter in the world, though. Shea butter also. So let me let, let me actually amend that. Shea butter, coco cocoa butter, and Vaseline. And I guess the, so under the umbrella of thicker moisture risers and moisture retainers. I'm here really to educate you. So shea butter and Vaseline and all of those things, they're not going to moisturize your skin. They're going to lock in moisture. That's what I said. But I, but I said that. Remember when I said. You said moisturizes first. Okay, fine. But then I, I said. I heard you though. Okay, cool. Then okay, I said but retain. I heard you though. I said retain too though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they retain the moisture, right? So anyway, it's just important, man. I think, you know, a lot of y'all have, you know, a few folks have come in. They've emailed us about career advice and how you do this and how you do this. Let me tell you something. One thing you can do, anybody anybody can do right now, is be less ashy. That is going to help you in your career, no matter what um, you're trying to do. Sir, and so, and so, <laughs> like, no, really though, really though, name one person that you've seen on television that's a person of color who is ashy. Malala is always Malala. She's always moisturized. Michelle Obama. She looks moisturized to death. Her edge, everything. She's, she's. There's not one dry bone on her body. Barack Obama, same way. Idris Elba, come on, like, come on, like, like we know this. Oprah, Oprah never goes out ashy. We need to, we need to do, we need to do better. So that Nivea, that's right. I'm coming at y'all, Nivea. Um, all these other watery, water-based lotions, they're not for us, y'all. That's right. I'm talking to us right now. That's right. So that's and look, that's just number two. I got one more. I got one more. Oh, Murray's hair grease also goes in that favorite thing. So I'm talking about thick pomades. Okay. And, you know and what, sir? I'm I'm gonna send you some shea butter because I, I can't listen to you crackle and pop over there anymore. <laughs> I don't crackle you're not snapping. I don't crackle and pop. I don't crackle and pop because I use uh cocoa butter, shea butter, Murray's and Vaseline. In that order? No, I just use those thick. They're thick. They're thick agents. That's what I use. I just. What if What if I start off by saying my favorite thing? My favorite thing is thick agents. People are like, okay. Almost be, every time you said thick, so far you said they're thick. They're thick. They're, they're, they're thick. They're thick. And sir, I'm very concerned about you. About thick, you. Thick agents. I didn't say I didn't say they're thick. No, they're no, thick. They're okay. thick. No, no, no. You're right. You're, you're totally correct. I, thick I agents. And cool. So that's two. Shout out to thick agents of moisture retention. Um, that is my second favorite thing. Then my third favorite thing. My third favorite thing um, is actually going to have to go to a group me called Blacks and Consulting. A- yeah, yeah, okay, black. Get that one in. Yeah, 
Yeah, keep, shout keep, out keep, to Bic. Shout, shout out to Bic, which is thick with black consultants. How about that? No. No. Okay. Well, JJ, keep it in. Keep it in. Don't don't take this out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so no, really though, uh, I love I love Blacks and Consulting Group me because um, it's, you know, the numbers they 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 wax and wane, but they they are always well over five to six hundred people always, and it's all of is is what it is Black folks in consulting, and um, we we share we have vending sessions, we have we share knowledge, we share uh, resources, we it's, it's it's a place of affirmation and familiarity. Um, and so it's great. Uh, it's really exciting uh, just to be in that space. And it was through Blacks and Consulting that I met uh, the Living Corporate, the people that would eventually comprise the Living Corporate team. And um, and so just shout out to them and shout out to my favorite. That's one of my favorite things. My favorite thing. So it's, it is it is the group meet, but I guess that's a, from a conceptual level, it's more about the idea of like-minded people grouping together not to exclude others not to rise up against other people or anything like that but in the name of just being collaborative and practicing a certain level of um, of 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 community along very genuine lines um and i think you know it's you know what i mean like i think like that's a to me that's a beautiful thing and yeah we're in there we'll joke and we'll have fun and stuff like that but like there are genuine moments of collaboration and just affirmation so that is those are uh those are my favorite things those are my favorite things okay so and just to add to loving on um big real quick um it's been a space wherein i got career advice um i got um i i mean i got to meet you zach but i also got to meet some really amazing people i got um interview advice um and i found some eating partners um not only is it a well-rounded um group but it's super effective and it's a really great way or it has been a really great way to meet young professionals like myself and i'm very very grateful for that space and you guys should definitely uh look look for blacks and consulting and other um projects that's coming out of that group Oh yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, we don't want to give away the sauce, but definitely 2019. Keep your Eight. keep your eyes peeled for for blacks and consulting. Okay, um, I need I need a new catchphrase. Dear God, I'm so tired of a and. <sighs> well, the first step is awareness, right? So we can we can we can workshop some new phrases in 2019. Like we have plenty of time. No, and no, no, no. Today we're workshopping new phrases today <laughs> because every time I hear it come out of my mouth, I'm just kind of like, a what? B? Can can you go with another letter? I don't know, sis. I, Something, I'm dragging my own self over like. You said you said you've said it like twenty or thirty times this episode. That's okay. Twenty or thirty? Oh my god. <laughs> Slight exaggeration there. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So now we're gonna get into thank yous. Thank yous. What thank, thank yous you do you have? Okay, tell me you know where that came from. You said thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Thank you. You're gonna say it. I'm gonna be like, duh. Who? Who? Not Jay Z. Who? Yes, Jay Z. Okay. Numb cool. Encore, or Encore. 
My um, word. With Linkin Park. Yo, man, first of all. <sighs> you disappoint me. No, 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 no. It's crazy that you bring that up because I was just thinking about the Black Album yesterday. I was listening to an episode of um, The Evening Jones with Bobani Jones, and he was talking. Someone asked, like, is the Black Album a classic? And I was like, yes. Uh, like, yeah. Yes. And I'm like, the Black Album dropped when I was 14, man. Let me tell you. When you were how old? I was 14. Oh, I was boy. In, I was in eighth grade, yeah. But it's and it's funny, right? Age is age is not relative in that, like, I mean, come on, like they're distinct numbers, but it's rel- But what you think is old and young is relative to the person, right? So, in the right on the right time, most of the people there were like in their they were older, like in their thirties and their you know maybe early forties. They talking about yeah, I remember when I was in high school listening to the Black Album. I remember when I was just graduating high school and getting into college in the Black Album. And I remember when I said something, I know I shared, I was like, I was 14, I was like 13, 13, 14 when that Black Album dropped. I think I was 13, actually. And everybody was like, dang, you were young. And then you're like, nah, I'm old. Like, because how old were you? You were like, what, nine? Ten? I plead the fifth. Yeah, you were mad young. Right? So anyway. I plead the fifth. But no, so, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, but no, so. So, yeah, so we're getting to our thank yous. Uh, Adi, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, you go first. Okay. So, first off, major thank you goes to uh, my wife, Candace, who was more than encouraging for me just to get all this stuff going and getting it kicked off. Like, this was a big deal um, in just our home because uh, this takes time and, and, and energy away from other things. And money, of course, right? Just to kind of get things going and getting started. So definitely thank yous to her and just my family. Um, just all the support. My mom, my, my parents, of course, and then my mother and father-in-law, for sure. Um, very encouraging, very supportive um, in everything that I do. And just, they're just great. Like, they're they're great. And so then, um, so that's just starting with just family and just close. And I'm also going to say, I'll throw close friends in there, too. And then thank yous also go to all of the guests for season one. Like, People responded to us with such excitement to be on the show. Like, we did not have to really beg a lot of people. Um, That was crazy to me. So, thank yous to everybody that was a guest. Um, Special shout-outs to to George Okpaman, who has been super supportive and just over-the-top, right? Very supportive. Amy Amy C. Wanninger, um, who always retweets things. Kyle Mosley. Uh, Rod with the Black Guy Who Tips. That was actually a, another favorite episode too. Rod with the Black Guy Who Tips. Um, super cool. Very white guy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Literally every single guest. Jay Prince too. Just people who are willing just to be on our platform and uh, and just be a part. Like it's amazing. Um, other thank other thank yous go, of course, to Sound Man, aka JJ. Uh, JJ, man, please give yourself a round of applause, real quick, right? Please, because man, you been just super instrumental in getting all these things together i mean between the full episodes and the b-sides and i mean just it's crazy and then another thank you goes to um actually someone who's very behind the scenes but is super instrumental in everything we do is aaron so aaron is our admin and so you know someone um so someone pulled me aside one time and they were like you know so where are the white guys where where are the white guys Like, like like why are you excluding the white people so first of all, we do not exclude white people. We've had we've had white people 
on Living Corporate, okay, as guests, and Aaron, who's on the team, is white. So, so there, okay? You just totally pull up the we have a white friend card and I want you to know that I'm about 30 seconds away from laughing but we don't just have a white friend we have white friends right we got Drew plural plural we have Drew we have Amy we have Aaron okay okay I'm gonna need you to not list all the white people who like us thank you (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not doing this with I'll, you. Here's the thing. Sir. See, look, it's so it's so funny, right? Because I was about to get defensive and name like two more white people, and it's like that's kind of proving your point. But no, but in all seriousness, right? Like, I just want to thank Aaron. Um, he certainly is our our forced diversity hire. Uh, the government, the radical left, uh, came and made us hire somebody white, and so that's where we are. <laughs> so. All right. When we get kicked off of. Uh, Apple podcast. I want you to point <laughs> to this moment. You know that's what people think, though. They think like they think like the government goes into companies are like you have to hire. Certainly. You know it's just ridiculous. So, of but course, also yeah. just point to this second in time. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not mad at it. You are spitting facts. However, the loony left. Um, nah, but so anyway, uh, no. But in, in all seriousness, uh, Aaron is great. And he's been doing wonderful work. And then last but not least, I want to thank um, the people who who are still kind of like on the periphery, who started off like really closely in Living Corporate, but then now, now kind of more so on the periphery or doing other things. I um, mean, that's Latricia. Uh, Ade, I'm going to say Ade. Latricia, <laughs> Ola, and Perrin, and Hannah. Um, so all of them have had like very critical and instrumental parts of uh, living corporate and us getting started and us kind of like getting some frameworks recognized and developed and we've been able to continue to move forward so I want to thank them and then lastly I know I said lastly before but lastly I want to thank uh, Shanisha White and she's actually our researcher um, and so you'll hear more about her in this in season two but yeah and I'm sure I've missed somebody uh, but I don't think so so yeah those are my thank yous those were great um, and exhaustive, so I don't have oh, okay. much more. Um, I look, listen, you you did it. I appreciate you taking point on that because I know I would have forgotten somebody that was super integral, and then I'd feel bad for the rest of all my days. So thank you for sparing me the guilt. Um, personally, I would like to thank my partner, my friends, my family. I feel like now I'm at a, an award show, and I should have prepped a speech but um in lieu of that i I do want to say um my deep heartfelt thanks to um you know everybody who has supported this endeavor everybody who has given us feedback who has uh, i'm gonna shout out my friends shikwita and ama um just championing and really supporting in ways that I didn't even expect. I, I didn't expect my friends. Like the, In a lot of ways, they were the very first to recognize, hey, this is a really dope thing, and you guys should keep doing it. Um, not only was that useful for us and helpful for us, but it was just empowering in ways that, um, that I don't think they know, and I hope that I'm only um, a quarter... <laughs> 
as good um, of a friend as you guys have been to me. Um, shout out to TT as well. Shout out to Sami as well. Um, but I, I really appreciate all of you. Um, and I've gotten more than one comment about how beautiful my voice is. And I have never been so self-conscious about it before. Um, but I really appreciate that people appreciate my voice. So there's that. Um, yeah. In all, I'm really grateful that the, the most expensive thing that you can be given is someone's time. And that you guys have come back time and time again to spend your time with us and listen to what we have to say and content that we are producing is just um it's a humbling thing and I really appreciate all of you um and finally I really want to thank you Zach because you poured your heart and soul into this project into this platform I think everyone who knows you knows the amount of time and effort that you put into this project uh up to 3 a.m mornings when we're both up and we're like why are you up live in corporate why are you up insomnia so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i just really want you to know that i've i i've never met anybody with your work ethic with your passion with your drive um and your humility all of those things are important because otherwise i don't think i'd be able to i'd like you very much because i'd be <laughs> like who's who's this guy outperforming me how dare you um you've really defined leadership for me in a lot of a lot of ways and i appreciate i appreciate you man first of all thank you Ade. like none of this was scripted at all um so i wasn't expecting that but i definitely appreciate it and i appreciate you one of these seasons we're gonna have to talk about like your journey right like this like over the past you know seven eight months and the growth that you've uh shown I don't know if I can make I can put that on a public platform. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. So, uh, but no, just the growth that you've you've shown and the and the and the obstacles and the uh, that you've overcome and the resilience that you've demonstrated, um, and just all of the just the just the development. I mean, there's just so much there. So I'm I'm inspired by you, and I'm excited uh, to be here with you and to continue forward with you uh, on uh, and with on and through living corporate. So. So cool. Enough of that because I'm not going to cry. Um, let's talk about some house cleaning and just kind of like what's next for Living Corporate, right? So you guys, I'm sorry, I don't want to be he- so hetero uh, normative in my uh, language. You all should know or should be hearing this around Thanksgiving, right? So we're recording this in uh, mid-November. You all should be hearing this uh, on the 23rd or the weekend of uh, the 23rd around Thanksgiving, the regular, regularly scheduled programming of Friday uh, living corporate episodes, either full episodes or B sides will be on pause until early 2019, which will be sometime in mid January or so. Okay. So that's when we're going to be coming back. We will be back in mid January like that. And that's going to be like our formal full episodes. Like that's when those will come back. But in the meantime, uh, we actually have a, a really exciting partnership that we want to announce for, for you guys, for you all. Sure do. And that's with the Coalition of Black Excellence. So the Coalition of Black Excellence uh, is a nonprofit genuinely focused on the uplifting and professional development through networking, uh, through education uh, of black professionals. Um, they're based in California. 
and they have uh, a really big major event called CBE Week that's going to be happening in early 2019. And so we actually have a partnership with them to head to really feature a lot of the speakers for that event, a special co-branded, co-facilitated learning series that we will be airing through this platform, through the Living Corporate Podcast, up and leading to up and leading to CBE week. Okay. So you'll be hearing those on Mondays. Okay. Um, those will be starting up soon. So if you heard this on a Friday, really you should probably, you'll, you'll likely hear, uh, that content. The first episode for that particular learning series will be dropping that following Monday. Okay. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We're really excited about that. Really thankful for the opportunity to, to work with, uh, the coalition of black excellence in this regard. And, um, and we actually have even more content that we're going to share with you around the CBE week, um, as it gets closer, but we're going to hold some of those, those jewels back for ourselves. So we're excited about that for Definitely. sure. What else are housekeeping wise? Um, what else do we need to talk about while we're gone? Please keep sending us your, um, your letters. If you want to vent, if you want to write, if you want to ask questions, we're on hiatus, but we can certainly maybe get on live and answer answer a couple of questions. Ooh, that's a, what a good idea! Yeah, I agree with that. We should definitely do that. That's yeah. a that's a great idea. Thanks. Yeah, and then also, listen now. Look, I'm not going to share all the all of our download data because I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to give away the sauce. But look, we have <laughs> we have thousands. We have thousands upon thousands of downloads every month, right? And I share this to say, I need y'all to give us five stars on iTunes, okay? Please. Thank that you. would be a great holiday gift for us. Give us five stars. Like, right now, I think we're around, like, 115 or so. I need to check again. I know that, like, they come in kind of in delays. But let's see if we can get to 200 before January. Can we do that? Can Can y'all get on? Just give us five stars real fast. Don't take too much time. And I know y'all not some haters because y'all listen to the show. Like, there's plenty of people. Thousands of people listen to the show every month. So, just go ahead and do that for us. Um, the last thing is uh, to make sure that you run back some episodes. I know that we we publish on a weekly clip, and some people have commented like, "Man, y'all are really putting out a lot of content. It's hard for me to keep up." Like, thankfully, it's a podcast, so you don't have to even quote unquote keep up. Now you can just go back and listen to them. You have a we you have a little bit of a break. So make sure you check out uh, some episodes if you missed anything. We have some really great content. Really proud of it. And yeah. Um, okay. Well, if that's it, Ade, is there anything else you're thinking about? As y'all go into the holidays, I hope that you have a peaceful, blessed time. Um, if you get to spend your time with your loved ones, I hope that you hold them close, you hold them tight. Um, you have wonderful, wonderful memories. You make wonderful, wonderful memories. And if you are not around um, your loved ones or your chosen family, um, if you have to spend time in uncomfortable spaces this in this holiday period, um, I pray for peace for you as well. I pray for ease for you as well. Um, and, you know, make sure that you prioritize your mental health. Uh, the downside to a lot of the holidays is that you're, you're sometimes surrounded by um, people who trigger you, people who put you in unhealthy situations. And... Um, I want you all to choose yourselves first, take time off work, because 
those people will replace you in a heartbeat if necessary. So as important as it is to build your brand, build yourself, like we were saying earlier, make sure you make time, you make space for healthy habits. That's I think that's all I have to say. Oh, see y'all next year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, uh, yeah, so we definitely will. And man, echoing everything you just said, I, that's dope. I super agree. Hit, me, hit, hit us with the wisdom. I'm over here trying to rush out the door. Uh, yeah, so you will hear other living corporate content, but as far as the living corporate regular season goes, you will hear us as a duo next year. So with that being said, you've been listening to Living Corporate. My name is Zach. I am my dad. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.